0: Always welcome back, episode 115 of Booth Podcast. Also, week three of the NFL. Pick'Em. Excited to be back. We have Seth back this week. We are missing him last week. Seth, how's it going?
1: I'm good. Yeah, it was uh, um, a little bit busy last week. It's kind of like the most ridiculous time of the year for me right now because yeah. over the next three, four weeks, we have so that you have a holiday that starts tonight that I'm missing class Monday and Tuesday for. Then the next week we have a holiday that I'm missing class on Wednesday for. Then the next week we have class. Uh, well, it, the next week is Columbus Day on Monday, and then on the Tuesdays uh, and Monday schedules. day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a day off. Like, let's not get into the semantics. Okay, it's a day off. No, but, but then Columbus BU day. switches to a Monday schedule. <laughs> right, but that Monday day off is still a holiday, so I will be busy doing things, right. um, and then the Tuesday, like, normally I should be skipping class, but if I didn't skip that class, or if I did skip that class, the next week, Monday and Tuesday are still a holiday, so in the event that I did skip that class in two weeks, I would end up missing, and this class only meets once a week, right, so I would end up missing three out of four weeks of class, not just three out of like, you know, one class in three out of four weeks. No, no, no. This is three out of four weeks of class entirely. I mean, you know, as it is two out of four weeks is brutal in a 15 week semester. Like you're talking a very significant portion of the, uh, um, I mean, that's, that's more than 10% of the entire semester right there, right. just, you know, gone. So yeah, it, it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough stretch right now. Um, but I mean, I do it every year and I've done it every year that I've been alive. So it's not something that I'm like complaining about. It just gets a little bit difficult to, you know, schedule things like podcasts. Cause I have to right. find other time to get, you know, my work done. Yeah, no,
0: I'm with you. Um, yeah i mean i can't say that i'm in the exact same boat but like it's a busy time of year you know it's you come yeah. out of the the lull of summer and then it just like hits you like a fucking train and you you're going granted i am unemployed from school right now but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i like that way of talking about
1: it <laughs> yeah but i mean things are busy like content you, you wise, do what, uh... we're going you know there's a there's a professor there's like a whole scandal with one of the professors at bu and at the moment he's like gone for this whole semester um but nobody really knows what it officially is so he's like some people are like well he's on leave but then like he's still officially a professor so it's like is he on a sabbatical (laughs) so you should just say that you're on a sabbatical because that's what professors get to do when they take like a year (laughs) off
0: yeah for the people who are listening on the podcast who don't know i i'm a college dropout now um, until next well semester. you're not a college
1: dropout, you're taking a semester off. To switch I'm schools. taking a semester
0: off to switch schools, right? Which I guess makes qualifies me to be a dropout, a temporary
1: dropout. Um, yeah, but like dropping, I'm out embracing it. You're, you're giving up on college. Like, oh, no, yeah, I'm not giving up. Like, you, like, there's a very large difference between being in college, deciding that you're at the wrong place and then wanting to switch, like not waste your parents' money being miserable right. for a semester then like just dropping out and sitting around and being a bum. Like you're not sitting exactly. around and being a bum. You're pushing out a ton of content. You are doing all of your college applications. You're touring yeah. colleges. Like it's not, like dropping out to me suggests like going to find a minimum wage job, right? <laughs> Which is not, Like that's not what you're sitting around and doing. You are like working hard on other things.
0: Yeah, we're working. Um, and you mentioned the content. Thank you for bringing that up. So much of it coming out. It's it's fun for me because you know we're we're getting into the phase of at least wiffle ball where we're reliving like the best part of it now. Yeah, the video that just came out is doing so well. By the way, like I woke up this morning, it had three thousand views. Holy shit! Yeah, I joined a wiffle ball Discord. Which oh my god (laughs) that's something else. But um, (laughs) I joined it just because I was like, all right, there's a million wiffle ball leagues and fans in here. Like we should, they should be seeing our content. Um, and uh, let me check it right now. It was it was just going. It had legs, and our video started to go. I put all the videos in the wiffle ball Discord. Yeah, it's at three thousand right now. We're the Padres, Mets first series is almost or not first series, but the one before the um Diamondbacks, Yankees one is almost up to a thousand. Yankees Padres almost up to a thousand, so like, it's doing well. We've gained like a hundred subs in the last couple of days, so we're That's moving. Awesome. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, him wise, we're moving.
1: The, the, those series and like, especially that Padre series, man. Like that one was so much fun for me. You still owe me those clips, by the way. The the very I funny. Do. <laughs> like if, if it's like I mean at this point people probably have seen it right, but you know the what was the game two walk off home run um yeah but that one was just like it doesn't come through in the video right because like if you were able to convey everything like it just would be a ma- like a three-hour video right and right <laughs> you, you you know what people don't really get when, when you see the video is just like how tense it really was mm-hmm. um like in the video we do where, like all the stuff that gets put in there like there's people talking and stuff but like, when we were there, nobody was saying a goddamn word. Like, everyone it was, was super silent. the most quiet series we've ever had. And, it was and in that game too, intense. right? Like, it was just everything kind of boiled up. Like, it was just, like, all this pent-up energy. And then that – I flicked that ball, and I saw it just, like, go straight <laughs> over Berman. And I was just watching. And you see me go, like, I just have it. Yeah. My hand you saw up, it the whole way. I was like, way. oh, my yeah. God. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But then my favorite part is – when you get later in the video and you i forget what comment you made but i just like stopped at home plate and tur- it was almost like a fucking office clip like i stopped and i turn yeah. towards the camera and i just look really confused and that's the clip <laughs> that i really want i just want to have that yeah, i just I'll get think that it's really funny
0: well those all those like my goal is, like, I started doing this, well, is going back through each series and getting, like, one or two good TikTok clips and just posting those on TikTok. So, like, I'm making my way up to the current day series. But also, TBR Whiffle Tonight, the podcast, I can't wait until we get to this point in the podcast because I want to have, like, both teams on, like, ev- like you and Jackson and then, like, me and Farula plus Michael to just talk about, like, everything that you don't see in the video. Yeah. Um, And like that walk-off home run, it was funny. I was saying it to Michael just before we got on the podcast. I was telling him about the video that just came out that hadn't come out when we recorded. And I said, you know, Seth's walk-off in game two was to that point, probably the most electric walk-off of the season. And then I was like, the next video lynch has two walk-off home runs yeah that, like it's like it, it through no fault of anyone it just you couldn't match the moment of lynch's because the stakes were so high for them like oh, losing yeah, 10 straight and then but- needing the sweep and being especially in that third game the third game i had chills watching it even though i edited it i like watched it back and i had chills watching it because it was so intense. I kind of forgot about it. Like, they're down 9-1 in the bottom of the third. And this was a team that, like, couldn't catch a break all year. So I'm sitting there like, this is over. Like, they yeah. just came so close. and They're going to come up with nothing. Like, have to play you guys in the first round. Probably get smoked. Um, and then they just run after run after run after run. And, like, the symphony. carpy liked your story. Is that your story? Yeah, I just posted the wiffle ball standings. Good. No, he just liked the photo, too. <laughs> How about that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love to see um, it.
0: So, yeah. Uh, it's just... I, I, the wiffle ball is fucking unreal. It's, like, great content. Dude, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more on that statement that, like, the Lynch one just, like, blows it out of the water just because, like, you know, obviously that... The home run that I hit was really important because we had to sweep that if we wanted to right. take first place. But that series for us was more like, I didn't really care if we came out in first or second place uh in the league that for me, I more wanted to go in and win that series. Yeah. Just because I wanted to prove that like, you know, obviously we got swept by you guys early in the year, but that mm-hmm. was with just Jackson and then two other guys who it was calling. It was, Colin, it was, Ended it was up the, being Yankees, the Yankees, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like, that was not what our team actually was. Um, so I just wanted – like, really, for me, it was to go in there and prove that, like, hey, we're going to beat, you yeah. know, the Padres in a couple of games. Like, if you give us a full series, like, we're really going to – we're going to win a few games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just for Lynch, like, I just – because the the whole year was just so brutal for him in particular mm-hmm. like there's nobody else that you would want to see hit those multiple walk-off home runs because you know he's he's basically been by himself on the team right like he right. i don't know that he's gone two straight series with the same teammates like yeah it's just been a whole know. you know it's, it's been a rotating every, cast for him yeah yeah with everyone's schedules and everything like it's just you know it, it was awesome to see that and it was really just like uh you know them showing that like hey we can win some games and it makes everything way more entertaining going into playoffs because now you sit there and you're like all right so the diamondbacks are kind of on a hot streak now can they win a couple of games streak
0: (laughs) right exactly just got
1: swept and they just swept the team yeah so you know can they win a couple of games in that first you maybe make that first round series a little bit a little interesting so that was you know that was really huge for for lynch it's just yeah, I mean, it was. It ended up being a really, really great regular season. Um, oh, yeah. And, I'm, and what I'm super was proud funny, too, was,
0: um, you know, the schedule was set preseason. It wasn't like we decided, all right, the top two teams are going to play to finish and the bottom two is going to be, you know, playoff seeding at stake in both these games. And to end the season with those back-to-back videos like we did where we were the first place team and, like, you guys came in and swept us in a very intense and very dramatic series – and overtook that first place. And then the very next series, you have arguably the best video of the season where the two bottom teams are playing, where you'd think, all right, you know, in a situation like that third and fourth place, like who cares? These teams are, have not played all that well and have really been like victims of like your and my team, just like being hot. Like, you know, we swept the diamondbacks. We beat them two to one. We beat the Yankees two to one both times and you swept both of them twice. So, you know, there was reasons for that series to not be as entertaining as it was but I don't know I think it was just like a spur of the moment kind of thing that like the stars aligned for a great fucking video so I was just I was proud of the way it came out and you know I could tell that like you know Lynch was into it and um and you know everyone who was in that video was into watching it and so yeah going into playoffs we have like one hell of a storyline right now and i'm excited for you know playoff videos to come out all the content related to playoffs and then like post season like documentary kind of stuff like recapping the year like that'll be fun content for all of us to to partake in so
1: and yeah I, I, I cannot wait for these playoff series to come out because obviously yeah. we already know what happened we've been sitting on this for a while yeah. so i'm really excited to be able to like start to do the content around it Same. um
0: yeah. I had I've been working on the promos for the playoff series which I decided I'm going to do first which will only take me like a day or two. Um yeah. so I got like a voice actor to do like kind of like what we did for opening day but a little bit longer. Um just like really setting the scene for like these cold open promos that I'll put at the beginning of the video and like I haven't even compiled them together. I've just been hearing the voiceover cuz he already um recorded it so I have that mm-hmm. and like I got chills just listening to it. I was like, oh shit, this is that's like awesome. <laughs> this is legit. So yeah, I'm fired up for it. It's gonna be good. But I am also fired up for week three pick'em. It's Transitions, a- that's what I'm all about. Um, yeah. So let's set the stage right now. NFL week three pick'em through two weeks. Seth, you are 16, 15, and one. You went eight and eight in week two. Uh, And I am 13, 18 and one. I also went eight and eight in week two. We tied. So um, you are definitely performing better so far. But I I think it's a fair assessment to say that we both could be doing better.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've said it a lot in just our conversations off podcast that it's like it's so hard to predict right now. And normally, like, we'll struggle a little bit for the first week or two. But then after that, you get a really good sense of, you know, kind of what the you know, what the landscape is and who's going to win what. And there's really not that feeling of, you know, predictability. A lot of the teams that we expected to be very good this year have looked extremely shaky. Um, And a lot of the teams that you would expect to be really bad have won a couple of games and just kind of taken advantage. So, Um, definitely been a difficult start, but I mean, I'm not overly worried at the moment just because I usually start pretty cold and then warm up as the year goes on, start to do well. Um, and the fact that I'm still hovering around that 500 mark and I have more wins than losses gives me faith for the rest of the year. Like, if I can sit around that 500 mark and only be within like three, four games by the time I finally figure out what the heck's going on, like, I'll be, I feel like I'll be in really good shape.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm of the same mindset. It's, Especially in a season like this, the way that things have been going, it's definitely tough to, because you have your teams that you want to back and there's a little bit of recency bias going on. Um, but it, it's just a feel, a feel out process. We're kind of going as we are uh, kind of, you know, picking it up as we go. There are teams that are two and zero right now that we thought would be nowhere near two wins on the season, uh, the New York Giants. So that's, Something that we have to consider when making our picks that we're kind of picking up on now, but yeah, I mean, look, you for us to be like you're above 500 or like right around 500 with the tie. Um, and you know, I'm just like slightly below it by a couple of games, like not too bad, but I think in I think I'm comparing in years past too. I think through two weeks in years past, we've both been well over 500, but um, is what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. We, we, we like, last year, last year, we had a really good year. I I forget yeah. what my record was overall, but it was, it was significant. Um, I know through two was,
0: weeks last year, we were both, like, at least 20 wins.
1: Yeah. I think we yeah, started I mean, right, off last cold year, in
0: week one and then, like, picked it right back up.
1: Yeah, but cold for us last year was, like, fucking, it, and also Same keep in mind, we were it. only picking Sunday games last year. Right, yeah, um, there was no Thursday and Monday. But yeah, so um remind me what was what did we we both picked the Steelers Thursday night football, correct? So we got that right. one wrong. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, Brown Steelers Thursday night football. I had the Steelers, Seth also had the Steelers. Um I don't know, that game was a that game was a shit show. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I was um it it, it was my girlfriend's birthday on wednesday um but she's class on wednesday night so we actually we went out to a bar with a couple of our friends on thursday night um i don't know i assume you know about roxy's grilled cheese it's a pretty well known yeah so roxy's grilled cheese at their like restaurant location they have this arcade bar that's 21 plus kind of like behind it like you go through these like you know, like the restaurant style doors that are like metal and it has like the circular yeah. window in it. Yeah. It, you go through that. Um, and then there's the the bar in there. And so we, we went there and so um I was trying my best to like pay attention as much as possible to the game. Um, but you know, I'm I'm moving around, right? Like in right. this thing, because I'm just kind of like following uh <laughs> around, like making yeah. sure that you know, everything's good and whatever. Um but yeah, so like I was I wasn't able to watch a ton of it. Um my two takeaways were that the Steelers are just trash and the Browns what the fuck is going on in the middle of that field? Like what is that else? No, that elf? are we doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we I didn't even think to talk about that. Why? <laughs> it makes I, it like, I don't, it's I not don't like understand a... where it
1: comes from. Like to me, if it was a dog, yeah. Makes perfect sense, right? You got the dog pound; it's like your thing. Where does the elf come from? Has anyone gotten an explanation for that? Like, I'm i do not don't understand. Anti-
0: alternate is. logos on the field per se. I think it works in certain scenarios. I think if the Patriots did it with the Minuteman, that would be cool. Um, yeah, but the Minuteman makes sense.
1: It is a it, no, former logo yeah. of the team. He is a Patriot. Like it, it looks like our fucking mascot, right? and it like, is like. <laughs> No, the
0: elf makes no sense because, you know, Brown's, the logo is the helmet, and then their alternate logo, everybody knows, is the hound, the dog. Right. Where did the fucking elf thing come from? I I just, (laughs) I don't, I
1: do not understand. It doesn't look good.
0: Like, I I get (laughs) if it's like a commemorative thing, like, oh, it's like the X whatever anniversary of this logo. It looks so fucking stupid. But hey, they won.
1: The thing that just baffles me is like general public consensus has been negative. Like, I'm not going to say that everybody is against this logo, but like, I feel like most of the comments I've seen about it have been, what is that? It looks dumb. How do they think, like, I don't understand how they think it's a good idea. How do, like, I don't, I genuinely, like, like, in general, I tend to believe that humans are fairly good. And they're fairly smart. (laughs) I don't understand how you could be so fucking stupid as to sit there. Like, think about how much time they must have had to sit down and, like, plan this and coordinate this. How stupid do you have to be to sit there, look at this, say, this is a good idea, and then put it out there? Like, you're telling me that there wasn't anyone who was like, hey, guys, people are going to shit on us for this. It's also gigantic it's huge it's massive
0: it spans 45 yards horizontally <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like what? Isn't it is it a field only that like 50 yards wide yeah there's <laughs> yeah, so only it's, like- I don't know if you were watching I
0: think they they debuted it for the Jets game it looks oh, huge like it it because it's armed he's doing like the Heisman so like yeah. this way it's it's big <laughs> That's um, so funny. and I love that when they tweeted it to um, to like announce it, the tweet says the people have spoken. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear God. God. And then they asked Miles Garrett and Miles Garrett, who everyone should know, is like one of the more well-known Cleveland Brown players. He goes, I don't know what to think about it. It's original. It's unique for sure. But I've always been more of a fan. <laughs> it's unique for sure i've always been more a fan of the dog i mean we're the dog pound but we have an elf question mark
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh my god you just spoke
0: for everybody couldn't have been you know it's unique for sure that's the nice way of saying i hate it but these people are paying me hundreds of millions of dollars so i can't say i hate it
1: so it's unique. what a fucking train wreck of a franchise oh my god and you know let, let's <laughs> speaking of train wrecks of franchises uh game one today of the (laughs) afternoon chiefs and colts so the chiefs have certainly not looked like the chiefs of old this Um, game
0: this game this game this game people are all over this game i hate to to butt in
1: but people are like hammer the colts (laughs) preseason i would consider it because honestly i wasn't high on the chiefs going in um But the the Colts have looked terrible. Um, Awful. The Chiefs are uh, minus two twenty five. They're five point favorites. Um, The over under set at fifty one. I mean, I'm taking the Chiefs here. I really, I don't like even with how bad I feel like they have looked in comparison to like previous years of the chiefs under Patrick Mahomes as starting quarterback. Um, I still think that they're a very good football team um, and defensively, they're still fairly solid. And I just think that the Colts offense has been abysmal. Um, you know, Taylor had that one good week and then that's it, right? Like the poor guy is just sitting out there and just getting murdered. Like there's nothing he can do about it. Um they can't figure out a proper offensive flow, and they can't. They I they haven't won a game yet, right? They they were on uh, track to win one one. against the Jaguars, and then um, they uh, they absolutely blew it, right? I don't even know if they were on track. Were they? I, they or, tied oh, I the Texans week they, one. They tied the Texans week one, and then well,
0: who'd they play last week? The Jaguars, right? The Jaguars. They got blown out, right? Didn't they, I? I remember watching the game. They was they didn't put up like any points colts jaguars 24 nothing
1: oh my god yeah yeah
0: i I mean i watch red zone so it's like they flip back and forth but i just remember sitting there like you didn't see that game all day because there was nothing to to write home about it was like the colts haven't put up any points i'm with you what's weird about this game is how many people are on the colts and think that this is like a, a letdown spot for the chiefs i mean i don't know how you can say that after washing the Colts through the first two weeks, I know that the Chiefs yeah, probably aren't up to par with how we expect them to be, but they're two and zero. And there's reverse line movement on this game, and everybody's like, "Oh, Vegas, Vegas always knows something."
1: Oh, I yeah! Mean, Literally as we're speaking, it changed from minus two twenty five to minus two fifteen. Did it? Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. You know.
0: And I mean, the spread. What is, what is it at right now?
1: Because I got it's it still at something at, different. It, it, it's still at five. Okay, at, I added it six like, like last when I'm night.
0: Mm. So it, it's it's there's money coming in on the Colts apparently. I don't know. Like I don't understand this. To yeah, me, I mean it seems so straightforward. It's spread-wise, I guess just it.
1: like in theory, because of how the NFL's been this year. The yeah, but, you know the Colts could be within five or six, but I, I really think the Chiefs win this one, and I don't think that they have a particularly hard time doing yeah,
0: it. I have the Chiefs by a couple touchdowns. I mean, pick 'em wise, give me the Chiefs all day but yes yeah, spread i'd take the chiefs too i got my best bet for this game would be a matt ryan interception over 0.5 mm. interceptions he's thrown what feels like a million already through two games i see no reason why the chiefs defense won't get to him again um but man am i confident in the chiefs to win this game and if the colts win this game or cover right hand up i'll say i was wrong then for the rest of the season, if there's reverse line movement on a game, I will pick the team that the money is coming in on. But I just don't buy it today. This game, I don't buy it. Give me the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I also have the Chiefs. All right, moving on. Next game, I think this game is going to be the most entertaining of any game on the schedule. Um, Bills, Dolphins. Uh, both teams have had high-flying offenses to start the year uh bills of course are favored they're minus 200 uh dolphins are plus 170 the over under sit at 54 and a half uh and the spread is four and a half um i'm taking the bills here and i would take the over as well i would be shocked if there are less than 60 points scored in this game
0: yeah i'm on the bills as well um, my best bet is bills minus five i actually think it's a pretty disrespectful spread to give buffalo just the way they've looked this year I think there's a lot of hype around the Dolphins after last week, but through six quarters of Miami Dolphins football to start the 2022, 2023 season, I don't think they looked great. I think that there's Mm. a lot of hype around them because of that second half and like, man, they looked good in the second half. Um, But they only put up 20 against the Pats and the Pats made Tua look like dog shit Um, for the reason, you know, he should have looked a lot better than he did. Um, he played well and he did what he had to do, but some of those throws and some of those decisions, it was like, you know, for all the hype around this guy, it should be better than this. But, I mean, he showed up in the second half last week.
1: I, I'm interested to know, have you seen the video of him last week, but the they mirrored the video so it makes it seem as though he's right-handed? No. So someone took the time to take video of his – throws last week granted they i think they only did the six touchdown passes but they took it and they they mirrored the video so instead of him throwing lefty he's throwing righty and it makes it look like the dude has a cannon and like has a really good arm and like looks excellent throwing the ball and so it's an interesting thought to wonder of like you know maybe because we haven't seen a left-handed quarterback be good for a long time that like maybe he's kind of like people just aren't used to seeing lefties and that makes him seem worse than he is. But I absolutely agree with you that he did not look great week one and yeah. that it's you know they're um people are gonna be riding high um on on them because of the game that they had last week where they come I mean they were down what like 35 to 10 or something. Yeah
0: they were down it, by at least three touchdowns. Like yeah late. and
1: it was yeah, and then they come back, and they end up tying it up. Um, Look, they looked great in that
0: second half. Yeah, it was a they complete really game. They did everything they needed to do. Defense showed up. Um, and, I mean, granted, the Ravens' defense torn to shambles in that game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it says much about the Dolphins that they were able to hang so many touchdowns on that defense because they were just lost out there. Um, and we'll get to the Ravens when we talk about the Ravens-Pats game. But – um i am i'll I'll preface i am waiting for a bills letdown spot
1: yeah yeah i mean there's gonna be one at
0: some point but maybe because it's an in-division game you know like you said high scoring in miami definitely like you said i i think it could be mirroring of last week where it's a high scoring game but i also think that these two teams could have an ugly game um Mm. but i'm still on the bills and i think five point spread is, is manageable for them to cover so give me the bills
1: well as we were speaking the lines moved again and so it is now minus 190 for the Bills plus 160 for the Dolphins the line is now at four so it changed yeah. from four and a half to four after being five from where you were so yeah. it's 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 in uh you know it's interesting the lines are kind of shifting around and uh, it seems like a lot of people are kind of trying to hit it big on the underdogs which honestly like you know, if you're throwing a couple of sprinkles around, why not throw it on a couple of underdogs? I mean, the way that this that season's been. Winning, been also, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, speaking of sprinkling on underdogs, next game, Bengals at Jets. The Bengals are minus 260. They are favored uh, by six and a half. That's their spread. Um, and the over-under is set at 45 and a half. Um Somehow, not the lowest over under total of the week. Uh, yeah, 45 little feels little. like very few <laughs> points, but um, yeah, it gets lower than that uh, as we go further down the slate. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is the most difficult game for me to pick because the Bengals have been dog shit this year and the Jets actually haven't looked that bad. Um, yeah. Their run gains actually been pretty strong. And as we all know, Joe Flacco is elite. So you have to take that into account whenever you pick uh, a Jets game. Um, honestly, like, I, first of all, let me say I'm taking Jets spread. Okay. I don't think that they lose by more than six points. I don't. I just don't think that that's that's going to happen. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, my gut says that the Bengals don't lose this game, right? Like, you got to think that Joe Burrow is kind of treating this like a revenge game. You know, you saw earlier in the week that he deleted all of his social media. Um, so, you know, I think he's just trying to focus in really on the football. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that they, uh, they pull this one out. I don't think it's a blowout by any means, but – I think that they managed to win this one. I hope they managed to win this one. The Jets are winning too many games or looking good in too many games, I should say. They are. Yeah, winning too many <laughs> games by winning a singular game. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll I'll start by saying that I think the downfall of the Jets, as of right now, promising season, is going to be when Zach Wilson returns. The fact that they're already committed to going back to him when Joe Flacco has like won more games than he has um, yeah. is absurd to me. Like, if I'm of the... Karp has said this before on this podcast. He believes that the starting quarterback cannot lose his job to an injury. So if he's the starter and goes down with an injury, that that seat should be warm for him when it came back. Um, However, if you're a franchise like the New York Jets, who have been struggling to win games for the past six or so seasons now, and all of a sudden this veteran quarterback who's kind of redefining himself Um, and having this late resurgence at the end of his career comes in and starts winning you games. I think at that point, winning is more important than the morals of, you know, being loyal to your guy. So I think that Zach Wilson is going to come back in and he's going to suck. And that's going to be the downfall of their season. I think that Bengals jets, these two teams suck right now. I think the Bengals are horrible. They just lost to a backup quarterback. Yeah. Like, awful i wouldn't be shocked if they lost this game like if i'm gonna pick the Bengals, but if the Bengals lose today no surprise whatsoever yeah I mean, wouldn't would not be yeah. shocked to me no i think it's gonna be an ugly game i'm on the under i know that 45 is a pretty low total i'm on that under um i think the bangles are gonna squeak this one out by like four i give me 21 17 Bengals. Um, but yeah, I'll take the
1: bangles, but reluctantly, cause
0: I, I just, I can't bring myself to pick the jets.
1: Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Absolutely. All right. Next game. Uh, this one, I think is gonna be pretty clear cut for both of us. Eagles at commanders. Sorry. Eagles at football team. Um, Redskins. <laughs> I like how we're both stuck in the past. It's just different paths. Like commanders both is a refuse, stupid fucking yeah, name. We both refuse to call them the commanders. Like I just, I will not do it. Um, regardless of any reasoning
0: why I might still be calling them the Redskins, I think Redskins is a pretty tough name. I like it, it's intimidating, it's good.
1: Like they should have stuck with it. All right, before but, you get us both canceled, let's move on to actually picking the game. Um, minus 245 for the Eagles, plus 205 for the commanders, the over-unders at 47 and a half, and the spreads at six. Give me Eagles on everything here. I think they cover very easily. I don't think this game is close. Uh, the Eagles have looked excellent so far this season. Uh, haven't really been paying that much attention to the football team. So, um, yeah, I think I think the Eagles will, uh, will pull this one out fairly easily.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles as well. They look great. Uh, they just look great. I mean, they're, they're scoring a lot of points, which is really good. Um, because their offense should be scoring a lot of points, um, and they tore apart the Vikings on Monday Night Football. That was fun to watch. Um, Big on the Eagles this year. I I think they're starting to kind of put together a team that could make a run. Um, This is the Carson Wentz reunion game. A lot of people are saying it's a letdown spot for the Eagles. I'm staying away from the spread for that very reason. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do like the over. 47, I think there's a lot of points to be had. I think the Eagles could get 35 on their own. So, um, yeah, give me the Eagles and give me
1: the over. Interesting. Um, Okay, so... The next game is the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. This game is extremely interesting to me. And if you just give me a moment, I can tell you why. I think we'll be in the same camp.
0: I also think this game is interesting.
1: If you go to whatever sports website you wish that tracks statistics and you sort by points per game. The number one team in the NFL is the Buffalo Bills at 36 points. Then there are two teams that have scored an average of 35 and a half points through the first two games. One of those teams is the Kansas city chiefs. You said that to anybody in the offseason? Yeah, makes sense. They got Patrick Mahomes. They got Travis Kelsey. They run gaming bad. Score a lot of points. Makes sense to me. You look at that other team. It's the Detroit Lions. So makes the Detroit sense. Lions have scored the second most points in the NFL this season. They're averaging just shy of 200 rushing yards a game. They sit third in the NFL in rushing yards a game. Uh, passing yards, they are less impressive. Um, they're sitting you know, closer to the 200 mark, but they're still like middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack as far as that goes. And they sit at fourth in offensive yards per game. Um, th- this team is better than anything I could have ever expected them to be. Um, granted, they give up the second most points in the NFL they average 32 and a half points per game given up um but I don't know what to do with them because the Vikings look good right like they they seem to be a fairly good football team this year um but they they, they have one of the best defenses so but I mean you're saying that this is a team that beat Green Bay they beat Green Bay. 16 points and i'm sitting here and i'm wondering whether the detroit lions can beat them first off give me the over i feel like both these teams are going to uh score points uh the line is minus 265 for the vikings at home plus 225 for the lions uh spread is six and a half over under 51 and a half um I, i really think this is a high scoring game both these teams have offenses Um, That are very good. Something to keep in mind, the Vikings are without Harrison Smith, the safety this week. Um, He's a pretty good safety, pretty big piece of that defense. Um, So, you know, they are missing that one guy. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting matchup here. I think that the Lions cover, but everything in my body tells me that the Vikings are going to win this game uh i i
0: think you're spot on um the lions have been scoring a lot of points and they're a cover machine right now they're two and oh um against the spread six and a half points is what i have it at right now that i see no reason for them to not cover that um i'm gonna go with the vikings just because they were embarrassed by the eagles last week and i think that this is a pretty soft bounce back spot for them um great the lions are gonna put up a fight for sure i'm taking the Vikings though. Um. I agree with what you said. I think it's going to be high scoring. Look, the Lions almost beat the Eagles. They came up just shy three points, yep. but they put up 35. Um, and then you know, last week they fucking had their way. So um, I, I do think it's going to be a really high scoring, tight game. Maybe, maybe the Vikings by like three or four, but, uh, but yeah, give me the Vikings. I think we're on the same page there.
1: All right. So this is the end of the minus 200 plus favorites um, for the – entirety of the rest of the slate no, um, so no
0: easier
1: <laughs> no more no more minus 200 and uh shorter odds on that um moving on now the game that i am sure both of us will be very tuned into as someone who doesn't have red zone this will be the game that i watched this week uh uncomfortably on fox i hate that that bothers me i don't know why it's on fox like, yeah, it's weird it it's an AFC game it should be on cvs but whatever yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just kind of old school like that. Ravens at Patriots. Uh, Patriots home opener. The Ravens are favored minus 140. Uh, Patcher plus 120. The spread is two and a half. The over-under is 45. Um, do not hate the under here. Um, but Bill Belichick, I believe you sent me the stat, right, about how... 15-4 against the spread as a home underdog. However... Yeah, so...
0: However all but five of those were with Tom Brady. And the this, five yeah. that weren't, three and two. If you needed that. Yeah. And I think of the three and two, a couple were with Cam Newton, too. So I think this is new territory for Pat's home underdogs
1: with Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean it's 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 weird to say Pat's home underdogs, but it's certainly um. Certainly deserved here. Um, God, two and a half is tough. I mean, so the plus two and a half side, this is very odd. The plus two and a half side is plus 100. Um, And the minus two and a half side is uh, minus 120. So, you know, one of those odd spreads where it's not minus 110 on both sides. Um, Yeah, I mean, give me the Ravens here. They might have lost last week, but they still scored 35 points. You know, this Patriots team is not going to put up that many. The defense is excellent, right? Um, but, you know, we're hurt, right? Jacoby Myers is out. Um, he's officially inactive. Um, so you have to be wary of that. That's um, another piece on the offense you don't like. But, hey, you know what? Hopefully that means that um... – oh, God, why can't I think of his name right now? Who was it that – were Bourne. Yeah, hopefully Bourne gets some actual fucking playing time this week, right? Like, he's just been gone from the be our wide for the offense for no reason. One. Yeah, he I don't should. understand why he isn't.
0: Yeah, I think he's better than Parker at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, Parker just had you know, we, we. I feel like Mac has been forcing things to Parker. The decision-making on Mac has not been great this year. I really am not high on him right now. Um, he doesn't look good. Gr- granted, like part of it is our offensive line is trash um but i just i really don't think that even like granted like he's under pressure but like the throws that he makes that end up in the area like they're wobbly they're high it's giving you know there's too much hang time on the pass so it's allowed like on on balls that like like not like ones where it's like you intentionally float it to see if you can get it over the defender like on ones where, like, you're just sitting there waiting for the defender to come from, like, the fucking other side of the field, run across and pick it off because it's in the air for so long. Yeah. No, I, I
0: agree. He throws a slow ball. I miss Tom Brady because, you know, watching Mac Jones. Well, good this year. <laughs> like, no, not, not, just, not just Tom, not, not Tom Brady. To play. I miss Tom Brady. Like, I miss having that, like, stronghold at the helm. Like, watching yeah. a Mac Jones press conference is one of the most depressing things ever because, like, ask him a question, he's like, Oh well, I think we looked good out there. It's like, yeah. he's not intimidating. He's like a five-year-old kid. Um, Here's about this game. Fresh in my mind are the Patriots beating the Ravens in Gillette two years ago with Cam Newton on Sunday Night Football in a big upset yeah. spot. That's fresh in my mind. However, that was an ugly game because it was like hailing and sleeting outside and we are more accustomed <laughs> to playing in that weather than Lamar Jackson is because he's from South Florida.
1: Um, here's my thing about the Ravens. We were also so run heavy that year. That, oh, I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> The Ravens, as much as Lamar is like a running quarterback, they are much more suited to a passing game. Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, here's my thing about the Ravens. I think they're heavily overrated this year. They don't have a credible win to their name yet this season. They beat the Jets. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And then they blew a fourth quarter lead to the Dolphins, who I understand have had Lamar's number in past seasons. But still, this team has not proved anything this year. You beat the Jets, like, what? I think only by a couple touchdowns, like, not anything crazy. And then you lost last week. And I don't know, a lot of the numbers are backing up the pats here. The, the stat about them being home underdogs, you know, these teams have always played against each other pretty well. It's a tight spread. The Patriots are at home, haven't played a game at home yet. A lot is telling me to take the Patriots here. However, Keep in
1: mind, J.K. Dobbins is active for the first time. Uh, oh, I don't care. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Also, you were correct that it was not a super impressive victory against the Jets. It was a 24-9 finish.
0: Right. So that's, yeah. You, know, you put up 24 points against the Jets and, you know, boils down to it, not even two touchdowns. So, well, yeah, exactly two touchdowns. But um, everything's telling me to take the pats here. If the spread was a little bit wider, I would hammer them to cover. But I'm going to take the Ravens because I also don't have faith in this Pats team. I think this game could be ugly, and I think it could be close. I think a coach like Bill Belichick knows how to coach against Lamar Jackson because I, even though he's my fantasy quarterback this year, he's very one-dimensional. Still, I personally think Lamar Jackson's a very one-dimensional quarterback. I think they're going to have the ability to shut him down but I still think the Ravens are going to get the better of us. The other thing too, is it comes down to kicking and they have one of the best kickers in the league. People often overlook that. That's huge when you never miss a kick or never miss an extra point. That's yeah. huge in football. Um, so I actually like the over here. I, even though I said, I think it's going to be an ugly game. 44 is a low total for these two teams who have had some pretty good battles in the past. So I'm on the over, I'm staying away from the spread. I'm staying away from any player props today, um, and I'm going to take the Ravens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly kind of like the under. The Patriots are averaging 12 points a game this year, so and they, they're averaging giving up 17. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 as much as a 45 is a freakishly low under, it's, one, not low when you consider the way the Patriots are. Number two, not the lowest under of the year. Or, or Sorry, of the, of the week. Um, moving Still on to that. the next game, another close one, Raiders at Titans. Raiders are favored slightly. Uh, the spread is two. The over unders at 45.5, and, and the money line is minus 130 Raiders, plus 110 for the Titans. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs is playing. He's been sick for a couple of days, um, but he is there, so the regular starting running back is – um, active, uh, for this game, which, uh, you know, he hasn't really performed all that well this year, but he hasn't been terrible. Like he's been what they have needed him to be. They just haven't pulled out, um, you know, the games. Um, so, you know, this is, this is a Raiders team that I feel like has really disappointed early. I mean, they've lost two close games. Uh, they lost by five to the chargers week one, they lost by, um, uh six to arizona um but hunter renfro is officially inactive um i don't know what his injury is um so he is out i i the i knew that he was questionable coming in because he's on one of my fantasy teams um but yeah so one of Derek Carr's better weapons is out, so you keep that in mind. Titans haven't been excellent this year, but I think they've performed slightly better. I kind of like them just because they're underdogs at home. I feel like this is a good spot for them to kind of turn it around, but also like I don't know. I just don't trust that offense. Like, I really don't know what they have outside of Derek Henry. And I feel like I have to go Raiders here. I I think I've picked them in both of their first two games. I don't remember if I picked them or the Chargers week one, but I definitely would have picked them against the Cardinals last week. You picked the Chargers and then the Raiders. Okay. So, yeah. So, I – yeah, I'll take Raiders here. I think they finally get in the win call and kind of start to turn it around.
0: The way I look at this game, 2 and 0-2 teams that nobody expected to be 0-2. A lot of people probably expected them to be either 2-0 and or 1-1. and um, I look at it and I ask myself, which team is it worse for to start 0-3? And to me, that's the Titans. I think this is a must-win game for the Titans. Um, you're at home. This is a great opportunity um, to come in and steal a win away from the Raiders. I said this before the season started. I said, I don't think the Josh McDaniels experiment in Vegas is going to work. I think they're going to drop this game to the Titans. And then he's either going to be on his way out soon, or that seat is going to start to heat up a little bit. Um, and there's going to start to be questions around his ability to be a head coach. Cause he has never proved that he can be a successful head coach. He is a great offensive coordinator, but this is we've seen this movie a couple times before and it hasn't worked out. I think this Raiders team is way too talented to be. zero and three. And I think they're going to be zero and three, and you're going to see a change at the head coaching position soon. He might be the first coach that gets fired uh, of the 2022, 2023 NFL season. So I love the, I love the Titans in this spot. I really do. I think that it's, it's more must win for them than the Raiders, because I think that the Raiders are so new in every aspect you know, Devonte mm-hmm. Adams and Derek Carr regaining that connection, uh, new head coach. Um, they've got some new pieces on defense as well. New city uh, as of a couple of years ago. I think that they can afford to drop this one. Not, I mean, it, you can't afford to go 0-3 anyway, and it's not a scheduled loss by any means. But I think it's way worse for the Titans. I think they're going to play with that. They're going to want this more than the Raiders they are going to want this.
1: Give me the Titans because of that. Interesting. Okay. So we finally, uh, finally disagree on a game, which is good. I know. Nice I thought you were going to take the to Titans for it. a second there. I was
0: like, we're not going to disagree
1: I, at all. <laughs> I was, I, Yeah. I mean, I was tempted to, but I, I, I feel like the, the Raiders deserve a little bit of a chance here. Um, all right. Moving on to the second to last game of the afternoon or so the early afternoon slate. Uh, Saints at Panthers. The Saints are minus 135, Panthers are plus 115, the spread is two. This is a, another tough one for me because the Saints haven't been excellent this year. Apparently Kamara is like healthy now and good to go. So they, they finally have like every weapon that they're meant to have. Um, but, you know, I don't think the Panthers have been terrible this year. They gave the Browns a really good game uh, week one. You know, I'm not – I I am not someone who is on the Baker Mayfield hate train. You know, they they did lose to the Giants last week. And so for that reason and that reason only, I'm taking the Saints because fuck you for losing to the Giants.
0: Um, Yeah, this this to me is a no-brainer. I think the Saints are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover that spread with ease. The Panthers, to me, are a poverty team. They – I – I think it was very generous of you to say that they've looked good this year. I think they've looked like dog shit. Um, they should be 2-0 and right now, and they're 0-2. Um, and they're going to drop to 0-3 here. You know, Alvin Kamara coming back, I, mean, I don't even know if he's playing today. I haven't even, like, looked into that. But, I mean, I don't think that that is a make-or-break situation for this game. Um, the biggest storyline for me, for the Saints, uh, has been Michael Thomas sneakily came back He's got three touchdowns in two games. First game 57 yards. Second game. He's done very well for at least one of my fantasy
1: teams. I don't know. I don't it's so hard for me to remember who's on what team now. Right. Because I have (laughs) I have like four teams that I'm managing. And so it's just like, but I know that I have him somewhere and he's done very well.
0: Yeah. Oh, and like people aren't even talking about it. He's been he's been pretty consistent. Three touchdowns, two games. I expect him to find the end zone at least once or twice. Um, In this game, and this is a uniform game for me. I feel like the Saints beat the Panthers when I think about it in my head. I just, I've got the, I've got the Saints over the Panthers, and no brainer for me. I think they cover as well.
1: So, love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next game, tied. Final game of the 1 p.m. slate, Uh, tied for the lowest over under of the day at 39. Texans at Bears. Sorry, make that 39 and a half. Changed as I said it. (laughs) Nice. Um, Money line is minus 170 for the Bears, plus 145 for the Texans. The spread is three. Give me the Bears here; they're going to cover. I would even venture, uh, you know, to say, take a look at the alternate spreads, and you know, maybe throw a little something on Bears minus five and a half at plus 121. I, I really don't think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I think that the Bears have, uh, you know, tricked us a little bit in years past. Um, And they started out pretty hot this year. Um, You know, obviously, everyone's seen that clip a million times of Justin Fields sliding on the water. Um, So, you know, I I think they pull this one out. I mean, the Texans are trash. They have nobody other than Brandon Cooks, who somehow every year gets a thousand receiving yards. I (laughs) I don't know how, but he does. (laughs) Um, So yeah, give, give give me the Bears here, and and they definitely cover.
0: Yeah, I love the Bears here. Give me the Bears. Um, they'll cover the spread. This will probably be an ugly game, um, but I think the Bears might run it up on them. Uh, and yeah, I'll take the Bears. All
1: right, so on to the four o'clock slate. So this is an interesting game. Honestly, a little bit disrespectful, if you ask me. Uh Jaguars at Chargers. The line is three and a half. Uh Jaguars are plus 150. The Chargers are only minus 175. Um, I know that Herbert with his whole rib thing is like technically questionable. Um, but you know, the Chargers are a good football team, regardless of whether or not Herbert plays. I think he plays a massive role, obviously, as the quarterback in um you know, how good they are. But I think this is still a winnable game for them, even without him. The Jaguars are the Jaguars. Shout out James Robinson. Does very well in fantasy every year since he came into the league. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, props to him. But, um, yeah, I don't think that they win this game. I've got the Chargers here. I don't I don't think that they, uh, you know, I don't know this is necessarily a blowout, but I don't think that if you watch the game, it's going to end up feeling
0: close right yeah that's been a that's been a theme that the one o'clock games seem to all end very tight and the four o'clock games are all kind of just like meh and then by the time you yeah. know football it's like i don't want to watch anymore um regardless of whether or not jose and herbert plays i think the chargers are going to win this game so give me the chargers and um give me that three points on the spread too That that seems like light work to me
1: all right for sure love that All right, next game, Rams at Cardinals. This is going to be the easiest game on the schedule for me. There's no doubt of who is winning this game. The Rams are minus 190. Cardinals are plus 160 at home, over under 48 and a half, spread of three and a half. Give me the Rams all fucking day long. Not going to be close. The Rams minus 17 is plus 479. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility here. I think there is a genuine possibility that they win this game by 20 points. You want to know why? Because Call of Duty released a beta this weekend. So Kyler Murray is going to lose. That's just how it works. Whenever there's like a beta or like a double XP weekend, they lose. The man can't stop playing video games. Do I blame him for that? No. But does it make his on-field performance suffer? Yes. Therefore, I believe that the Rams win this game and they do it very easily. Um, yeah, I'll
0: take the Rams too. not sold on either is either of these teams, to be honest with you. The Rams did not look great against the Falcons and um, they lost to the Bills week one. I don't think that they're in Super Bowl um, shape like they were last season. I think they've got a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover going on. Um, so I'm not not convinced on the spread at all. I do like the over 48 points. I think this could be like a 30-20 game. Mm. Um, and the Cardinals actually proved that they can be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC solely um, based on that overtime game. I think Kyler kind of proved a lot of people wrong. That, that whole game was all him. That whole comeback was all him. The two-point conversions, him, him running around the field, like I saw a stat that was like on that two-point conversion, he ran for a combined like 90 yards or something because he like ran all the way here and all the way back and all the way around. It was like dancing around defenders. It was like – it was an incredible play to watch. And for some reason, watching it the whole time, I just knew they were going to convert it. Like, even when it looked like he was going to get sacked like 10 times, I'm like, there's no way that this play is just going to be an incompletion after all this. Um, So, yeah, maybe I'm a little bigger on the Cardinals than I should be, but I'm definitely down on the Rams. But I agree with you. I think they win this game. So um, give me the Rams and give me the over.
1: All right. Next game on the schedule, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Really, really interesting game. You have the Packers at the Buccaneers. Um, the the Packers are plus 100, according to my line. Uh, the Buccaneers are minus 120, over under at 42, and the spread is one and a half. So this is a very tight game game. Um, The Buccaneers haven't looked great offensively this year. Um, Tom Brady is just, like, not putting up numbers. Um, I don't know what the deal is with the whole Giselle thing. People are saying... They're getting um, a divorce. Are they, like, officially getting a divorce? No, but, like, it sounds like... That's, like, what people are saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a tough, tough year for, for good old Tommy Boy. He's averaging... 9.9 points um if if you're not um familiar with uh um fantasy uh and and how quarterbacks play generally speaking a quarterback is projected to get around 17 to 20 points or so depending on like you know who they're playing how good they are you know for reference like Patrick Mahomes is currently projected to get 22.4 points uh, in his matchup at Indianapolis Uh, this year he got 35 points in week one and then 17 points in week two so like somewhere around the like you know 17, you know, high teens, low 20s is pretty reasonable for a quarterback. So nine is pretty abysmal. That's like defenses score more fantasy points than that. So yeah, his offensive production has not been great this year. Obviously, fantasy means jack shit in terms of like on field stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't feel great about this Buccaneers team, but at the same time, I do not feel great about this Packers team. The only saving grace for me for this Packers team and the thing that is giving me the slight edge to pick them in this game is that Alan Lazar is back this week. And I think that having him back is going to be that extra little push that can get them over the hump in an already very tight game. Um, you know, they, they obviously don't have the weapons that they've had in years past because like idiots, they traded away Devontae Adams because so they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think that they win this game. I think it's close. I think it's single digits. Um, I'd be surprised if they won by more than, you know, four or five points. Um, and, and that's not a, I think they're four or five points better than the Buccaneers. I think that's a, um, most games end up being around that four or five point range just because that's just how football works. Like, you know, numbers wise, um, you know how you how you score points just kind of ends up naturally making that. But yeah, give me the Packers here. I think that's the first underdog I've taken today. Um I don't know that I've taken any others. It shows you how much I pay attention to the words that come out of my mouth. But uh yeah, give me the Packers.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I like the Packers here. Um, not for anything that the Packers are doing. Um, like you said, Lazard's back. He played last week and didn't look great. Um, he had a touchdown, but I think he only had like nine yards. I think. 13 yards on on uh, two catches and a touchdown. Um, I think they get him more involved today. It's probably going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but the reason I'm taking the Packers is because the Bucks are just depleted. Mike Evans suspended. Chris Godwin out. Rashad mm. Berryman questionable. Julio Jones questionable. This team is depleted this week. And um, I envision that more Microsoft Surface pros are going to be smashed by Tom Brady on the sidelines because he has nobody to throw the ball to. Um, yeah. So I like the Packers. Um, I like Packers plus one. I would consider if he plays a Brashad Perryman touchdown because Brady likes to go to him um, on those deep throws and they connected a couple times last week for some, for some um, pretty decent gains. I would also consider a Scotty Miller um, player prop, whether it be receptions or yardage. Um, I think he's going to play a decent role today because it's like Brady has nobody else. Um, so yeah, give me the Packers. And I would also just like to say, the whole Mike Evans thing, I just need to get this off my chest. How bullshit is it that he was like, oh, you know, what do you want me to do? It's Tom Brady. I have to defend him. From what? Fucking bears? Like, literally Brady starts chirping at Lattimore, and Lattimore just chirped back. He didn't touch him. He didn't do anything. That was an excuse for Mike Evans to go after a guy who he's had a personal beef with for years. That's what that was. To try to save with your you. ass and say you were covering for Tom Brady. Shut the fuck up. You've done this to the same guy for the last five seasons. Every year, these two teams play against each other every single year. He and Lattimore get into it. This is not the first time this has happened. Don't act like you're all holier than thou protecting your quarterback. You weren't thinking about Brady in that moment. You saw Lattimore with his back turned distracted, and you came in and took a cheap shot on him. That's what it was. He should be suspended for five fucking games. That was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that, like, it's bullshit on his part of being trying to be like, oh, it's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? Like, yeah, if Tom Brady was getting shoved, I'd 100% expect him to go after him. And then, Lattimore's like, also, sense. like,
0: 5'7", and Brady's, like, 6'4". Yes. I think he can handle himself.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing, too, is, like, the, what was weird about that whole situation is, like, like Ladmore did start it, right? Because Brady wasn't chirping at Ladmore. Brady was running to the referee to complain about something. Right. Lattimore came up, presumably said, quit bitching, pussy. And then Tom turns around because he's like, not gonna take that because he's the goat. And so he starts chirping back because we all know that he loves to chirp back. And then fucking Evans is like, stop talking to my quarterback and comes flying in from no the reason.
0: sideline. It'd be another thing too if he was involved in the play. And no, like, he was you know, he, he, no, he was
1: out there. He, 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 was was, on, he was all over on the sideline.
0: Like, right, the play was, was
1: well over. Yes, the play was over, but he was on the field for the play. Like, no, he, yeah, he was,
0: but he had, by, yes. by the time this had happened, he had gotten to the sideline yes. and then came yes. back. Yeah, like, it'd be one thing if he was standing right there, right. And, like yes. shoved him back, like get get out of here. No, yeah. for him, to, it was soft. And like, I just, the lack of accountability on his part, it's like, if this was a one-time thing, and this had never happened before. I'd be like, okay, you can you can use that bullshit excuse to say that you're protecting your quarterback and, and whatever. But um, no, this has happened every season. And it was boiling up all game. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but Marshawn Lattimore lives rent-free in Mike Evans' head. He just does. The <laughs> Saints always play the Bucks well. They always do. And that game, up until the very end, the score was not indicative of the game. Up until the very end of that game, it was close. It was tied. It was 3-3. Um, and you know, Tom Brady's a little fucking bitch on the sidelines, slamming the surface pros all over the place. It's like retire yeah. already, dude, your stick is up. I don't care about you anymore. Um, so I'd love to see the Packers just blow them out of the water today. I really would. So yeah, give me the Packers.
1: Yeah. I mean, so the, just the one distinction, obviously there that I had to make on the correction was that, you know, obviously he did come from the sideline, but he was on the field because if he was, he was on, on the, the field, sideline. Yeah. If he was on the sideline for the play and then came onto the field, he would have been suspended for more games. Like it right. would have no, been. No, he was uh, on the um, field.
0: Yeah. It was just that so much time had elapsed since the play was right, over. Right, right. And this right, right. happened that he had all the time in the world to walk to the sideline and prepare himself for the defensive possession and then enter back onto the field and just beeline at Lattimore for like no reason. It, it was so dumb. Lattimore didn't touch Brady. Brady didn't touch Lattimore. It was purely verbal, and Mike Evans just had to get his licks in and then wants to use the soft excuse that he was defending his quarterback. I think he should yeah. be suspended for more games, personally, um, by the team. The, like, And you could tell Brady was not happy with that. After the yeah. game, there's a video of them walking back into the tunnel, Mike Evans in street clothes, Brady in his uniform, and Brady's, like, chewing him out. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's selfish. Like, that's where I'll agree with Brady. That was a selfish thing to do. And then he's trying to save his ass by saying, oh, it's protecting you, Tom. Shut up.
1: All right, next game. So every single game from here on out, the spread is less than two points. Um, These are all very close games. Um, First one is the final of the 425 slate. Uh Falcons at Seahawks. So the Falcons are minus 105, the Seahawks are minus minus one fifteen. The over-under is 43 and a half. The spread is one. Uh I like the Seahawks here. Give me some Geno Smith love. Um, the man failed to do anything with the Jets, and his career was trashed, and it has become apparent that um Maybe it was just because you played for the fucking Jets. Like maybe that was the issue. <laughs> Not to say that Geno Smith is some like Pro Bowl quarterback, but he's able to win games. You know, like he's I don't think he's as bad as we thought he was in the beginning.
0: No. Yeah, I think he's a capable quarterback. Um, this game's gonna be entertaining to me because it's two quarterbacks that six years ago were slated to be the um the faces of their respective franchises, yeah. Um and have you know, have since fallen off the face of the earth and now, in some weird Twilight Zone realm, find themselves as starting quarterbacks in the NFL again, which I don't think anybody could have predicted at least last season. Um so solely for that reason alone, I think this is going to be an entertaining game. Um, I'm on the Seahawks, too. Pete Carroll was adamant that he wants to get Geno Smith more involved. um kind of a weird thing to say because he's the quarterback. He's involved on every play. But I think that, translation was they want to give him the reins a little bit more on the offense in terms of play calling and, you know, ability to kind of, you know, improvise on the field. So that to me translates into Geno Smith is, is going to have more control over this game. Um, and I just, I don't see the Falcons winning this one. So give me the Seahawks and I'm on the under. Uh, I really think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be in the teens. Um So yeah, under 42 is the line that I got it at last night and I'll take the Seahawks.
1: All right, next game, the Sunday night football matchup. Uh, 49ers at Broncos. Niners are minus 120 over under 45. Spread is one and a half. Broncos country, let's ride to a fat fucking hell. The 49ers are going to murder the Broncos in this game. I don't care that they're in Denver for it. Also, give me like Give me a little tease on uh, on Niners minus seven and a half. It's plus 217. They got Jimmy G back. Sounds like everyone in that organization likes Jimmy G better than Trey Lance as far as, like, players go. Like, they think that Jimmy G is just a better quarterback. Um, so, yeah, 49ers by a million.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunate sequence of events happening to trey lance that was an ugly injury. of course yeah you would never yeah. never wish on that on no you never root for an injury um foot was turned completely the wrong way maybe want to vomit um, maybe
1: just an ankle sprain though you hope it's just a sprain <laughs> you
0: hope it's just a sprain or a cramp or a fucking <laughs> whatever <laughs> and it was one of those that you couldn't see it happen in real time because there were so many defenders in the way but yeah you know you gotta thank twitter because people hop right on that i got a nice juicy shot of the leg on twitter um And immediately regretted looking it up. But um, <laughs> it's exactly, I'm sorry, like it, not an injury is exactly what needed to happen, but a change at quarterback is exactly what needed to happen for the 49ers. Um, yeah. I think that this team was in the NFC championship last year. Why, oh, why are they going for the rebuild with Trey Lance now? You got to win. Now you're in a position to win. Now you're not in a position to groom this guy for the future. He should have stayed behind Jimmy G to, to start the season would have saved him, him the trouble of having the surgery and the ankle injury and the rehab and the physical therapy and all of this. Um, but Jimmy G is once again in the face of lots of disrespect from the organization going to lead this team to a deep playoff run. I am now big on the 49ers because they've got Jimmy G back and he proved it. He came into that game last week and he immediately made a difference. I think they smoke the Broncos who are so overrated um on sunday night football and this to me is going to be the best sunday night football game of the season so far i think we're going to see some some theatrics from jimmy g so i love the 49ers here and i love the 49ers to cover all over san francisco and i think that they just catapulted themselves back in the super bowl conversation yep that just happened i'm sorry what now super bowl conversation
1: Whoa. I mean, it's not that far fetched from a team
0: that's been in the NFC Championship twice in the last three seasons and made it to one Super Bowl, and were very capable of winning that Super Bowl. Had it not been for a fourth quarter comeback from the Chiefs, oh not that far fetched to say that the defending NFC fucking champion lookers. I mean, they didn't. What are you, they made an appearance in the NFC Championship last year? Not crazy to say that they might be in the Super Bowl this year. I'm Wild. throwing them up there, Bills. Wild. 49ers eagles are my three right now i love those three teams
1: okay and i hate All the right. bills moving on to monday night football and the two teams that are the real nfc championship contenders uh oh, the cowboys at the giants <laughs> <laughs> the, the cowboys are ratings the... are gonna tank this oh month. my god it's gonna be this terrible. game's
0: horrible <laughs>
1: Cowboys yeah, minus 105, Giants minus 115. The spread is one. The under is at 39. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have to pick the Giants. I don't know that I've ever picked the Giants to win a fucking game. I don't think I ever have. I, I genuinely don't know if it's possible to pick the Giants to win a game. That being said, like, Tony Pollard is – somehow the best running back on the Dallas Cowboys. They don't have a quarterback. Their only offensive weapon in the passing game is like CeeDee Lamb because everybody else is either a scrub or hurt. Like their defense sucks. The only good player on their defense is fucking Parsons. Like they're just terrible. I said the exact same thing when I was
0: picking this game last night. I said, I don't think I've ever picked the Giants before. I might be wrong. Maybe we picked them every, you know, like uh, against like the Redskins or somebody random. To, yeah, know, yeah, it's shitty. But when I this is purely a gut feeling for me. The Giants are favored for some reason. At least they were. I don't know if they still are. They were when I took them. Um, I've got them at minus one right now. Um, that's my best bet is the Giants to win the game by more than one point. Um, so I'm going to take the Giants. But – um, like I was saying, gut feeling for me. I think about Monday night football, Giants over the Cowboys. I see in my mind the Giants winning this game more than I do the Cowboys winning this game. Purely a gut feeling, another uniform game. I don't know why. I can't I can't justify this. I can't. I can't give you a better reason than I think they might win. I love it. I love it.
1: I hate to be that guy. It's such an awful game that there's nothing to do. Right. Because but you know, we've in had, We
0: always have our reasons. We always sit here and say, Oh, you know, this team is great against the spread, great offense, great quarterback, whatever, great, you know, wide receiver room, running back room, whatever their defense is you know, held quarterback opposing quarterbacks to X, Y, and Z. I can't do any of this to this game. This game fucking sucks. Giants are going to probably win. I don't. I don't know. I think they might. It's one one of those things when you close your
1: eyes and you think about the game. It's it's ugly and terrible. It's It's a uniform game.
0: It's a uniform game. The Giants, to me, they just seem like they're going to beat the Cowboys.
1: I think every team in every other division should have to play every team in their division twice. The NFC East shouldn't have to play any games against their division. They should be forced to play every other everything else. We have a special guest. Oh, what's, what's up? up? <laughs> Michael Lynch has walked in. yeah.
0: Are are how we, are we doing, everybody? How we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Zach, how get, are get, you? get him to pick the uh, the Cowboys-Giants game. Get a little celebrity Do you, you want to pick the last game or the last one? Giants-Cowboys. <laughs> Monday Night Football.
1: How you guys go for
0: this? We already picked. Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I won't tell you. who. We, uh, you can no, see yeah. on my sheet who we both picked.
1: That's tough one.
0: It is. We is were just sitting really here saying right? that yeah. we can't justify either of these teams yeah. winning this game with stats.
1: Yeah, because my my thought was like, I know Dak's out. The mm-hmm. Cowboys win last week, did they?
0: They yeah, they did somehow. They beat yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, so
1: wow. Yeah. I'd probably go Giants, just because I feel like well, it is Cowboys. We we, we both picked the Giants. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go Giants <laughs> mainly based off of the fact that they do have like their, like I guess their guys. Oh yeah, they have Jones and. Daniel Jones, one of the best quarterbacks. See, look at right Lynch now. being like an being. educated human being and like saying things that he make you sense. you an educated to... human being. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> we're <laughs> just sitting he here spewing so bullshit like, like we hate this. And then he's like, no, like there's like genuine reasons as to why they'll win. Like, I okay. I mean, no idea what
0: he's saying. He just said that we, like I said, we can't justify yeah. this game at all. And he was like, Lynch actually gave a better reason than both of us did. Like yeah. I said, it's I said it's a uniform game. I close my eyes and I see the Giants winning. Yeah. And Seth said, I don't think I've ever, he said, This is when I say I, I mean Seth. Yeah. But that's not me. That's him. Yes. He said, I <laughs> don't think I've ever picked the Giants is what he said. Right. So he's going he's to this going week. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get why I don't know. I'm bad at pick them now. I lost my touch. I lost my touch. It's coming back. No. <laughs> I could
1: be really day. funny if we ended up with losing records at the end of the year cuz this never happened before. I think we're going to have a bad week this week personally.
0: Um <laughs> yeah, I mean I know we just picked all great. the games. Yeah. Look, I we both agreed on every game except for Raiders and Titans. This is how I think it's actually going to go. The Patriots will beat the Ravens. The Dolphins are going to upset the Bills. The Jets are going to upset the Bengals. The Lions are going to upset the Vikings. The Texans are going to upset the Bears. The Chiefs will win. Um I don't know about Titans and Raiders. I have no read on that game. The Panthers are going to upset the Saints. The Commanders are going to upset the Eagles. Chargers will win. Seahawks will win. Bucks are going to beat the Packers. Um, Cardinals are going to beat the Rams. 49ers will win. And the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants. That's how I think week three is going to go. All
1: right. I can't wait for that to go a perfect fucking just, what, 16-0? And and yeah, my – 15-0.
0: Out of spite, picks that I just made are gonna be a hundred percent correct, and all the actual picks I made are gonna be wrong. So,
1: that'll be hilarious when that when that I eventually know. happens, and we put that clip up on the TikTok, and it's just like you saying this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. It's all perfect. Then your pickup run for this week ends up being like fucking six and seven or whatever it is. It doesn't. That math doesn't math. Six and ten. Someone just comments on the TBR Instagram that the Yankees are overrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're in last place i know i don't know how they can be more underrated oh, they're literally man. in last place that's so funny <laughs> i like that comment though i personally think they're underrated they hit a lot of home runs. They a lot
1: of runs
0: yeah but man of the hour we were talking about you at the beginning of the podcast oh, really? yeah we yeah. said that we couldn't be happier for someone like you to hit those home runs. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I, I think I needed that. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely think I needed that for my uh, own self-confidence. definitely.
0: That's why I said. It was like, it was yeah. si- like, nothing went your guys' way yeah, all year. I needed and that. then you guys came and did yeah, that.
1: That was, that was yeah. fun. That
0: was fun. It was very fun. Um, I have nothing else to say about the National
1: Football League. <laughs> I also have nothing else to say about the National you Football You can do League. the outro if you want. All right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here. <laughs> on episode 115 of the booth review and this week's edition of the tbr pick and podcast i'm seth Allen, joined by brendan willett and we will see you on the flippity flip side everybody have a great week Damn,
0: two peas in a pie best friends with the ogs of the squad used to kick back smoke weed and the like the munchies craft mac and cheese in the pie hey. We vibrate, you hate the movies that I hate, and you like the music that I play, and we bump that down the driveway, we both drop down.